Better Look, the podcast bringing back a personal pop culture recommendation with Ren and Roger. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainments. How you doing, everyone? My name is Rojo. Welcome to Give It A Look. I'm here with my co-host, Rin. Rin, how are things today? Things are good. Thank you. That's no problem. I just thought I'd you know, <laughs> check in with my friend before we proceed. Bless. Thank you. <laughs> we wanted to take a, a little bit of time to thank everyone who's given us feedback over our first few episodes It's been really great just to hear what you like and what you don't like. A real thrill to put something out there that people seem to enjoy. Uh, Have you found that, Rin? Yeah, it's been really lovely. The feedback's been really good. And, you know, it's just during, you know, especially lockdown, it's just brought a big smile to my face and I'm sure it's brought a big smile to yours as well. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. It's been, it's very much appreciated for all the support. Thank you. And you had a, a particularly glowing review from someone that came in. Who did they compare us to? Uh, Margaret and David. Margaret and <laughs> so, David. you know. ABC. Yes. Film critic royalty. Legends. That was very, very kind. And I did say, you know, Margaret and David, next generation. That's us. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so stoked with that compliment. I'll take that all the way to the bank. I'm going to remember that for years. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. While we're here, we also want to spruik our funky theme music, which you all have probably been listening to for a few weeks now. Uh, That was provided to us by M Squared Productions. There's a link in the description if you want to hit them up. If you want to play a little game at home, at the end of the music, it goes, and I like to think that it's us signing on and signing off with, give it a look. So (laughs) maybe next time you hear it, you can go, give it a look, and just kind of groove out with it. You kind of thought it was quite spacey, didn't you? Yeah, a bit spacey, but, you know, that's cool. I, You know, like I mentioned, I, I like alien movies as well, so, you know, it's all good. Aliens <laughs> is real, as we know. Aliens is real. <laughs> well, we're starting something a little bit new today. We've decided to make October a music month. We've been covering movies for a bit, and we're just going to change medium for a little bit and get some uh, musical input. So what we're going to do is we've made a recommendation to each other of an album that the other has never listened to, Back to Front, and... And we're going to get a little bit of feedback on how they found it. So, Rin, what was your recommendation for me? Yeah, so I picked the 1971 album Tapestry by Carole King for you. Uh, So this is one of my favourites. It's one of those albums I'll listen to anywhere. I listen to it in the shower. I listen to it in the car. I listen to it while I'm cleaning. It's just one of my favourites and I think it's one of those songs where you may not realise that you recognise the songs as well until you actually listen to the album and you'll go, oh, yeah, I know that song. What did you think of it? Tell me. Well, I'll start by talking about 70s music a bit more broadly because it's Mm -hmm. not really something I've taken a big deep dive into outside of Rumours by Fleetwood Mac and Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. I haven't really listened to a lot of classic 70s albums back to front. So this was new for me. You know what? I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah, it was kind of like breaking open the great American songbook and um, singing a couple of tunes. And you're right in saying that there's an instant recognition of, you know, I Feel the Earth Move and songs like this. Songs which I'm probably more familiar with covers of. Songs that are so well put together that they've been iterated on for 50 plus years and will probably still be iterated on for another 50 years. 
Yeah, well, there's a few um, songs on there that have been covered. I think it's You've Got a Friend has been covered by James Taylor. You know, they were mates as well. So, you know, that makes sense. You know, she's written other music for other artists as well. So, you know, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. That's a classic Aretha Franklin song that she wrote that. And she's uh, recorded it for her own albums as well. I just found it really wholesome as well. Yeah. So many of these songs are about simple devotion and friendship and longing for another. There's a real streak of coming out of the 60s, that kind of free love will solve everything kind of optimism, uh, which is good to see. You mentioned James Taylor before. I was more familiar with the James Taylor cover of You've Got a Friend. And I think a lot of people were, I think because it charted higher as well. And there's a track on here, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, which features James Taylor and Joni Mitchell in the background. And my mind was a bit blown because I'm thinking all that talent, all that great American songwriting talent in one room must have just been incredible. Like these are kind of artists that kind of, I think for the time, very much broke the mold of like, you know, this album in particular was the start of the 70s as well, um, coming out of the 60s, which I think... You know, a lot of women back then were uh, housewives, expected to stay home with kids, not, you know, do anything further, have a career, you know, nothing like that per se. But, you know, these women kind of broke that mold and were like, you know what, no, we're going to go into this music where it's kind of like, you know, soulful and deep music. And I just love it. Like, it's just, you can feel, you feel good. You feel like the stories when you're listening to it. Do you know what I mean? There's some lovely little uh, lyrical touches as well in So Far Away. She says, doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? Which is such a simple but kind of tragic little observation. Yeah. The start of the song Beautiful as well starts with this line, you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. This kind of challenge to how we go about our lives. Do you actually like this album because of the album art and you relate as a cat lady? Is that why? I can <laughs> Look, I think Carol King have a lot of things in common. We both seem to like cats. We both, you know, have curly hair. Our names start with C. There's a lot of same, same going on here. <laughs> Growing up listening to this music, like my dad really influenced my taste in music. That's probably why I have a uh, like an older taste in music, I suppose. You know, I appreciate like the stories that that are told from it and you know I really resonate with that because I'm a bit of an old soul myself you can't go wrong with a cat on the album cover wow, indeed. <laughs> as well I do want to ask you what do you think your favorite song was mm, two ones jumped out to me I really like it's too late uh, I really do like the little da -da 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 at the end of each phrase as someone who has dabbled in piano recently uh, I'm really enjoying developing an ear for different melodies and imagining how these kind of things are put together uh, I also quite like Smackwater Jack it's a little bit that's of a, a fun one it's yeah, fun isn't it it's a little bit of an outlier stylistically it's got that kind of bouncy bass line and everything I think the most interesting track is probably the title track it almost has like a fairy tale retelling kind of quality to it quite interesting really draws you in yeah i think my favorite album on the track is you've got a friend a really lovely and beautiful song i actually this is a bit sad i was singing it in the shower <laughs> it was weird i've never had this experience i just started to cry but i think because i kind of resonated with it because you know we're in lockdown we're not seeing our friends at the moment as well and you know one of the lyrics is uh, winter spring summer or fall all you have to do is call and i'll be there and you're there, you know, you want to be there for your friends, but it's so hard at the moment, you know. Mm. So, like, that got me in the feels. Mm. 
And even that phrase, that phrase 50 years ago means something that it does now. You know, the fact that there were only so many ways to contact people and that yeah. to get a call and to drop the phone was the ultimate thing in, in friendship or, or devotion. Is the mood for this album for you kind of like a Sunday lounging or you mentioned you kind of chuck it on in road trips as well? Yeah, sometimes I, ch- I chuck it on whenever, like in the car, when I'm cooking, when I'm cleaning, in the shower, <laughs> whenever. It's kind of a anytime album for me. Like I don't have to be in any particular mood. Yeah, I don't think there's even songs that I particularly don't like. I usually feel very good when when I listen to this album and I love songs that I can sing to as well. For me, maybe one of the weaker tracks is Home Again. Just mm, uh, It's kind of yep. like a little brief one. It almost seems like it links track three and, and five rather than kind of having its own thing. People might recognise the song uh, Where You Lead, which I don't know if you've seen it, but I have obviously watched it a lot, Gilmore Girls. Have you watched it? No, I have not given it a look. Oh, okay. So the opening title to Gilmore Girls is a snippet of Where You Lead. And basically in Gilmore Girls, it's Carol King, but her daughter as well singing it. So, you know, do yourself a favour and like have a listen to that yeah and it's it's just you know it's it kind of like sets up the show and it's fun and yeah there you go yeah. like i said i think these songs are, are kind of baked into um into musical consciousness and i think everyone should definitely give this a look out of uh, respect for musical history if nothing else my verdict is give it a look really enjoyed hey. chatting this over with my parents today as well and kind of who carol king is to them cheers for the recommendation no worries win For the win. Put that on the board. Moving on to my recommendation to you, White Ladder by David Gray. Now, White Ladder was the fourth album from the English singer-songwriter. David Gray was a fairly unassuming folk singer building up his craft in the 90s, kind of in the Bob Dylan vein or the Van Morrison vein. It kind of got a reputation for bobbing his head quite aggressively while on stage, if you've ever seen a live (laughs) video of him. Now, this album was self-funded originally and self-recorded in Gray's flat, and he released it in 1998 on his own label, and it didn't even chart in the UK. It became a minor hit in Ireland originally, so the Irish were onto it, but it was the ultimate slow burn. It didn't take off until it was re-released in 2000 on Dave Matthews' band label, ATO. So I guess for that we have to say, Thank you, Dave Matthews' band! Oh, goodness. (laughs) And after that, it became a number one album in the UK, became a number one album in Ireland. In fact, to this day, it is the number one best-selling album in Ireland of all time. So the Irish bought more copies of this than any album by U2 or The Cause, which is... Kind of mind blowing. That's really to interesting, me. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Considering they're, you know, the cause and you two are Irish artists mm. as well. That's right. <laughs> and David Gray is not. No, he's not. They've <laughs> kind of adopted him. It's also in the top 10 UK best selling albums from the 2000s. So a real hit over there. More locally, it did reach number 34 in Australia. In the US, David Gray was nominated for a Grammy for Best New Artist. And it really marked a bit more experimentation with electronica. So this kind of falls into the folktronica subgenre, if you like. I adore this album. I actually have tickets to see David, the 20th anniversary tour, which has been pushed back two years in Melbourne because of COVID. I've been listening to it since I was about 14. I just think it gives off a lovely mood. But what were your thoughts? It was moody AF. I could tell it was very 90s mood. Do you know what I mean? Like the age that we currently are, 
like if we were in the 90s, this would have been on at those, you know, a coffee club with like the little library in it or something, you know, one of those cool cafes or it would have been on at someone's party, you know, having a few nibbles and a few drinks kind of thing, something, you know, going on in the background. Um, it, it was interesting. I, so I re-listened to it this morning, like in the song, We're Not Right. Interesting. You was talking about that. Was it electronica kind of, I was hearing like a theremin, I think. Spot on. <laughs> Good ear. It, and it kind of gave me Doctor Who vibes, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know, David Gray, that's very English of you. <laughs> I was listening to um, Night Blindness and I kind of thought to myself, I sat back and I thought, this sounds a bit familiar. I was, I was kind of humming in my head and I was like, this, I can, I can, I can pick this. And so I kind of typed in the lyrics to what I thought it was. And then I was like, yes, that's it. And it actually, to me, the start of it sounds like Behind Blue Eyes by The the Who. So I'm actually curious. I'm curious as to whether David Gray kind of got his inspiration from The Who. Because, like, that was from 1971 as well. And, that you know, they're both – he would have grown up with it. They're both um, from England as well. But, yeah, so that was my kind of thought process as well throughout the album. Um, my favourite songs, I have to say – Maybe Babylon. I think everyone knows Babylon probably the most. Um, apart from that was maybe, uh, I would say, please forgive me. You're forgiven. I, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, my least favorite song, I'd probably say it was, look, I kind of liked it until I realized it went for nine minutes and three seconds. And I thought, man, that's, that's too long. <laughs> the ending, say hello, wave goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, the song just went too long. I was like, that's enough. <laughs> I don't need a nine minutes song. Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> um, enough. Very moody music, I would say. Um, I think David Gray kind of opened up that pathway for other, I want to say soul-bearing artists, you know, because you got James Blunt and you've got musicians like Ed Sheeran and they kind of have that soul-bearing music as well. But I'd like to know what you, like why you in particular love this album. Singer-songwriters, I don't have a lot of favourite albums by singer-songwriters, so they have to be really quality to get up there for me. I think a lot of credit also needs to go to his drummer, Craig McLoon, um, kind of doing these syncopated beats with his brushes. He's been in his band for many, many years. Babylon is also one of my favourite tracks. I just listened to it and it feels like someone having an epiphany while they're walking around town, maybe in the rain. Uh, Babylon, of course, is a reference to London uh, being referred to as yes. the modern Babylon. I would say tracks three to five, Dave kind of goes into his most Bob Dylan-esque uh, material <laughs> where he's writing in character and kind of bemoaning the state of himself and the world. In We're Not Right, he talks about how he can't tell the bottle from the mountaintop. Uh, and in Night Blindness, he muses about what his family's going to do when the money runs out. But then along comes Silver Linings, which is another one of my favourites, a really underrated track, which is an ode to perseverance. One of my favourite lyrics actually comes from Silver Lining. Grey sings, step into the silence, take it in your own two hands and scatter it like diamonds all across these lands. Blaze it in the morning, wear it like an iron skin. The only things worth living for are innocence and magic. Amen. Which is just a lovely poetic little turn of phrase. And there's plenty of those little moments throughout the album. This year's love, track eight, is a lovely waltz, which is pretty much bridal dance catnip, I would say. 
about hope fulfilled <laughs> in the presence of a lover. Um, and I just think it's a lovely, tender song. The last two tracks, David kind of applies an interesting kind of echoey filter to his voice. So it sounds like he's singing from the bottom of a well or a cabin. Say Hello, Wave Goodbye. You mentioned you found it a bit too long. That's actually one of my favourites. It's also a cover. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So the original is by Soft Cell of Tainted Love fame. Oh, and okay, yep. He's completely reinvented it into this really stirring acoustic and and uh, and snare number. I can see people maybe not gravitating towards this album because of uh, the voice. And you're right, it is very moody, very British. And uh, on the fade out, you can hear David uh, kind of riffing on Van Morrison lyrics as well. For me, I think it's his most complete and most iconic work. I just think it's beautiful. Maybe it's because I've got some Irish blood in me and they've adopted him. (laughs) I will say, though, I think my least favourite track is probably Night Blindness. I have found myself skipping it a few times just because it is the slowest tempo-wise and probably the most maudlin. Because I reckon, yeah, like I said, give that a listen at the start and then play that with Behind Blue Eyes and I think you'll kind of go, oh, yeah, that's almost the same. (laughs) Um, Is this give it a look or give it a miss, Rin? Oh, look, for me personally, I think it's a give it a miss. I know. I can see the pain on your face. I can understand how people can like this album, but I'm just not a moody kind of person. You know, it's a bit mumbly for my liking in that way, I suppose. And I like songs I can kind of sing to. But, you know, like, again, I can understand how people can like this album. I just am not one of them. <laughs> you know what you need to do, Rin? You what? need to let go of your heart and let go of your head and feel it now. That's what you need to do. No, that's fine. I'm not going to harangue you. Lots of people won't be into this for one reason or another. I, I think it's golden. If you're into moody music and like soul-bearing music, go for it. Reconnecting with my 14-year-old emo, I think. If (laughs) I ever get into vinyl one day, this one's an absolute um, staple as well. So there you have it, one in each (laughs) column again. One day we're going to get both things which we hate, which which might happen next week. uh, What's lined up for your next recommendation? Yeah, so I've got the 2013 album Bangers by Miley Cyrus for you. Uh, I like this album, but let's see if you like this album. Excellent. And I've given you Dizzy Up the Girl by the Goo Goo Dolls, the album that featured smash hit Iris, uh, as well as a couple of other singles. I was obsessed with this album when I was first getting into music, and it's I think it's aged very well. But uh, we'll see what you think then. Yeah, keen to hear. All right, we might call it there for another week on Give It A Look. Uh, Anything to sign off with, Rin? Thanks, everyone, for your support and, you know, keep listening to us, keep supporting us. Uh, We really appreciate it. And if you guys have any feedback, you know, let us know. And, um, yeah, you know, stay safe and stay sane. All right. All right.